0: My buddy Mix and I have been friends for going on 30 years, ever since we met as college students, so he knows me pretty well. There's one thing, however, that makes him wonder who I am and what they've done to the real Bill when I start talking about it, and that's when I talk about going to see shows at the theater. You see, for most of my life, I was never really big on the theater whether it was plays or musicals. I went to my high school's musical every year, but that was mostly because my friends or my brother was in it. I was in a couple of class plays in school. There was a choir production of HMS Pinafore where I played Captain Corcoran. I think, if I remember correctly, in a costume that was about three sizes too big. And while I enjoyed them well enough, I was never interested in trying out for the high school musical. In college, I may have seen one or two plays, either because, again, because friends were in them or because it was for a class assignment. But once I graduated, I didn't really have any great interest until that all changed about eight years ago. I recently saw a New York Times story asking people what their gateway musicals were. The ones that first, quote, turned you on to Broadway in the smaller, weirder corners of the theater world, unquote. The replies included Sweeney Todd, In the Heights, Wicked, Carousel, Starland Express, which I guess was considered to be an odd choice. For me, it was actually a movie. It was the movie version of Les Miserables, the one starring Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman, and Anne Hathaway. When she was younger... My wife Susie had gone to a lot of shows with her parents and so she was interested in seeing the Les Mis movie, but she figured I wouldn't be interested. So between Christmas and New Year's of that year, I think it was 2012, she went to see it herself. But after she told me she had gone, I told her I would have gone with her if she had asked, to which she said that she'd be interested in seeing it again, so we went on New Year's Eve. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie, and I've actually seen it on Broadway and in London since then. But it also had tentacles that have informed much of our other theater-going and other entertainment since then. And it's not even the the big-name stars, but more the relative unknowns who played the revolutionaries, even if their strategy to overthrow the French government by piling stuff in the street was only more logical, and only slightly more logical, than the idea of someone not dying of infection after being carried through the Paris sewers with a massive open wound from being shot. By the way, Les has been around forever, so if I'm spoiling anything, that's your problem. The first cast member we saw in a show after we had seen the Les Mis movie, was Killian Donnelly. He starred in The Commitments, which we saw in London the next September, after the movie, September 2013. I vaguely remember The Commitments having been a movie that I didn't see in, in theaters. But the Lay movie aside, I wasn't necessarily looking for any shows to attend back then, I didn't see it as something to inspire me in that fashion. For all I knew at the time, the movie could have been a one-off. But since Susie wanted to go, we went. But she informed me that not only were we going to go see The Commitments, we were going to meet Killian Donnelly. I was kind of dumbfounded, but she explained the concept of the stage door. And when she did, I basically asked, what do you mean we're going to hang out by the door and wait for him to come out so we can talk to him? To me, that sounded about as daft as loitering by the Yankees clubhouse so I could tell Derek Jeter he had had a great game. But we did it, and we actually saw him before and after the show. As for the show itself, the commitments was great, and Killian was awesome largely because he might be the best singer on God's Green Earth. Next, we saw him in Memphis, also in London, the next year. I did not question it this time, and that show was even better. And as a bonus, his co-star, Beverly Knight, is a powerhouse singer in her own right. The two of them are terrific together. Then, Susie wanted to see Kinky Boots on Broadway. I wasn't sure if I'd be really interested, but Susie convinced me by telling me Killian was in it. And I was so blown away. I've since seen it at a movie theater and on TV. And the funny thing about the screening at the movie theater is that by that point, Killian had left the Broadway show and was replaced by Brandon Urey of Panic at the Disco. But he came back special to the London production to film the version that was going to be shown in the movie theaters. During the intermission, I went to the men's room, and Susie told me that wound up probably being good because while I was out, the young women in front of us, who clearly wouldn't have known good singing if they fell over it, said the guy playing Charlie was good, but he was no Brandon Uri. So it's just as well I didn't hear it. I might have had to teach them a lesson about... What is good singing and what is not? The fourth time I saw Killian was in the London production of Les Mis, where he played Jean Valjean. And even though I'm not a theater expert, I know that seeing Les Mis on the West End is practically a religious pilgrimage. So, I got it. And all four times we saw Killian, we met him at stage door, He could not be nicer. And he was also the subject of a running joke between Susie and I because for whatever reason, she literally could not remember her name when she saw him. I teased her about this for years until I completely clammed up meeting Phoebe Waller-Bridge after seeing her perform Fleabag in New York. I may have gotten my name out. I think I got my name out. But other than that, I was pretty much tongue-tied, so I don't really have any call to give Susie grief anymore. <music> Susie was convinced I wouldn't like The Cherry Orchard because it's a checkoff play, and checkoff plays are apparently not for everyone. But she had liked Hugh Skinner from when he was in the Lay movie, so she wanted to see him in The Cherry Orchard at The Young Vic in London. I actually liked the show, thought it was really good, and we had good seats too. Uh, As I recall, they were in the second or third row. And because of him having been in the movie, not only did we see him in The Cherry Orchard, but we've seen him play Will Humphreys, who was the intern in WNA, which was a BBC show that was a spoof of the BBC, but could apply to any business or any office anywhere. We saw him as Prince William in the Windsors, which is another spoof, this one of the royal family. He had a role in Fleabag. We saw him in the second Mamma Mia movie. And he was on an episode of the Romanovs, among other things that we've seen him in. We also got a chance to meet him. Uh, the interesting thing about the Young Vic is it's less a theater, seemingly, and more of basically a bar and a restaurant with two stages attached. So stage door is basically hanging out in the bar to see if anybody comes out. And we eventually flagged down Hugh, I think in a t-shirt and track pants. i happy to say that he was also incredibly nice. Uh, not only did he take a picture with Susie, but when he saw that the lighting in the first location where we were standing wasn't very good, he found a different spot to take it where the lighting was better. If not for him being a Yankees fan, there's really no good reason for me to not hate Aaron Tveit. He's an excellent singer. It seems like he has a great sense of humor, and he has perfect hair and ridiculously good looks. But I like him anyways. He was also in the Le Miz movie, and several years ago he performed a concert. Of covers at House of Blues in Boston, and he was really good. He's, like I said, he's an excellent singer, sang a ton of songs, and can sing in all sorts of styles. So he covered all kinds of music. But more importantly, in terms of us seeing him in Boston, he landed the role of Christian in Moulin Rouge, the adaptation of the movie into a play. Which was another movie that I would never seen, and I probably wouldn't have cared much about the musical, except he was in it. Susie and I went to go see it for our anniversary when it was in Boston a couple years ago, and I won't say that it was good, and I won't say that he was good, and I won't say that his co-star Karen Olivo was good, but Boston was where they were going to test the show before it moved to Broadway, and it is now on Broadway, at least before everything got shut down. And whenever they do give out the Tonys, if Moulin Rouge doesn't win all of them, we will riot at dawn the next day. I know the story of Lee Miz is the story. And Amanda Seyfried was perfectly fine in the movie. But what guy, in his right mind, choose her cosette over Samantha Barks's epony. Samantha Barks should not be singing about how the man she loves only sees her as a friend while he has googly eyes for someone else. Then again, this is the dude who inspired his mates to block the street with crap in order to make the French government bow to their awesome revolutionariness and who should, by all rights, have been dead from raw sewage causing an infection in his open wound after having been shot. Yes. In case you hadn't noticed, that plot point is kind of a thing with me. When Amelie was being road-tested at Berkeley Rep in Berkeley a few years ago, Philippa Sue, who was going to be taking it over on Broadway, was busy with another engagement, some little show in New York called Hamilton. They had... Samantha Barks starred during the Berkeley run of the show, so we saw it when we were in in San Francisco on vacation. We never saw her in Pretty Woman on Broadway, which could have been fun, but a couple weeks ago, Susie sent me an email titled simply, Relevant to Your Interests, and when I opened it, it was a link for an upcoming streaming production of First Date, the musical that Samantha Barks is in. We have tickets. Beyond performances that we've seen on stage or screen or TV with cast members from the Les Miz movie, which also includes Alistair Bremmer in Warhorse, which we saw in London, over the years we've also seen The Crucible with Ben Wishaw and Shorcher Ronan in New York, and even though We liked them beforehand. I'm not sure we completely grasped that we were watching Ben Wishaw and Shorsha Ronan on stage in New York. We saw Miss Saigon in London. I've started going to the Bushnell in Hartford when Susie's mom can't go. And there I've seen Rent. I've seen The Book of Mormon. I've seen Come From Away, which was absolutely fabulous. Saw Jesus Christ Superstar, which in another tentacle, if you will. The TV presentation of that caused me to get hooked on Sarah Barillas. We saw All's Well That Ends Well at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. We've seen numerous national theater live shows either on the big screen and at a local theater or streaming at home. That includes seeing Gillian Anderson chewing scenery in All About Eve and A Streetcar Named Desire. We also saw Hamilton in London, in the third row, for far less than the second mortgage it probably would have cost for those same seats in New York. And if we hadn't been seeing Hamilton that night, we might have tried to score same-day tickets for Network starring Bryan Cranston at the National Theater when we took a tour that morning. Instead, we saw a network starring Brian Cranston on Broadway, and all he did in that was win a Tony Award. So, even though not everything we've seen in the past eight years has been directly influenced by the Les Mis movie, that's where it all started, and I've gotten a lot of enjoyment since. So, this brings us to the end of this week's tale. If you want to hear... Any of the other installments, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Overcast. And I also post all these on my blog, which is billswritingplace.wordpress.com. And if you want to see what else I'm up to, you can check out the blog. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at at a underscore silly underscore place. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.